This is the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us on this special session of the Agency Success Podcast, uh, where we're interviewing successful digital marketing agencies from across the country. And today, I could not be more excited uh, to be interviewing Matt Zivkovic from LeadSmart. Um, you know, he, he, he was you know, part of our program uh, about a year ago, somewhere, somewhere in the last 12 months. And um, you know, he's had a successful agency over the years, so let him tell the story. But you know, basically, has gone from where he kind of swelled down to about fifty thousand dollars a month in recurring, all the way back to over one hundred fifty thousand over the last twelve months. And so when he was telling me that, I was like, Matt, we got to get you on the podcast. I know that your model is a little bit different than the seven figure agency model and everything that we do, but um, there's lots of great insights to be gleaned. So without further ado, Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Josh. Awesome pleasure to be on this. I mean, I couldn't ask to be a better honor to be on this podcast. So. Uh, looking forward to sharing my story and hopefully I can help inspire others and give you some nuggets of uh, gold to, to pick on and um, hope everyone gets something out of this. Fantastic. So if you'd like to, if you're excited about this, you're excited to hear about this journey from 50 to over 150 in less than 12 months, smash with a, a, a plus, I mean a, a like in the, in the Facebook group and uh, let me know that we're on the, on the right track. So before we dive in, just kind of give us the Give us the lay of the land. Tell us about your agency, number of clients, recurring revenue, kind of the, the history, kind of how you got to where you're at right now. Sure. So I started way back in 2008. I actually had my first website in 1999. Um, so I've been trying to make money off the internet, you know, since uh, I'm 40. So since I was 19, um, my first dollar I ever made actually was from an eBay, eBay sale. I was drop shipping uh, camcorders and uh, that just never left me. And, um, you know, it was an emerging industry. So I kind of got my niche and found where I, where I, where I belonged. In 2008, I launched uh, LeadSmart, which is a lead generation company. Our, our biggest, from 2008 to 2016, we were strictly SEO. And we charge, instead of charging people for SEO, we charge them on the results because we really had Google dialed in. We were able to get first, we had, you know, garage door repair, we had emergency dentist, we had all these major keywords that we were getting, you know, millions of visits from every month and they were free. Uh, the work was done up front and uh, only work that we had was to try to monetize that traffic. So finding buyers for it. Um, and, and it was an incredible success, uh, successful run from 2008 to 16. We had a brick and mortar uh, office. I had all my buddies from childhood and college all working together. Uh, had this huge two-story office um, with, you know, we had a foosball table, we had a sauna, we had a workout room, we had a tennis court right next door. That That's awesome. Was, yeah, it, it was amazing. It was really amazing. Um, unfortunately, just like any business and what I really learned, my first boss ever, I was selling home security systems and his name was Marty Sanfilippo, Italian guy, Jaguar, chains everywhere. And, and when I saw him, I was, oh man, I want your life. I want to have the Jaguar, the business. And he told me, no matter what in life, that success looks like this. Ups and downs, ups and downs. And the people who don't succeed, it's up, down, and then just straight or straight Never back comes down. back up at all. Exactly. And, and uh, so I always knew that. And every time I'd have a little bit of success, I'd a couple steps back. And then I'd slingshot forward a couple steps back. Um, but from 2015 to 2000, end of 2016, the down was so significant. Um, we were doing close to 
at our peak, we're doing close to about $200,000 a month. And this was with very little overhead whatsoever, because again, all the work was done on the front end. We built these sites, they crushed it, we monetized it, and we just spent time, you know, cat, you know, basically billing them. And it was very, very uh, lucrative and great. But that, there was two updates, the Penguin update and the Panda update, which pretty much squashed our whole strategy, um, sent us back to the dark ages in terms of revenue. And it ended, it ended that brick and mortar business. I had to, unfortunately, um, you know, lose friends, lose business partners, uh, restructure. Luckily, there was enough left. There's a faint heartbeat, enough left, uh, where I was able to really get that back to life. But when I came to the seven-figure agency, I was still down. I was all over the place. I had started, um, I bought a, a company called Neckies. You can look them up. It's a cervical collar. I, wanted, I was like, let me change the game. I'm going to get back into e-commerce. It's a cervical collar mm. that has a cover on it that's meant for people to sleep with. Instead of, instead of like one of those pillows, it's a, it's a collar. So my garage was filled with thousands of these things. And it was, I, I realized I need, to, I, need, I need help. And I had already been following uh, Josh on because he does HVAC and plumber SEO. And I knew who he was. And then I found out he had the seven-figure agency. I was like, let's see what this guy's got to offer. He clearly knows what he's doing. Uh, he's got a model that's lasting, and I don't. Um, so I joined, um, and uh, I remember your salesperson telling me, you're at the point where you're afraid to take a risk again, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, and I'm like, done, sign up, I'm ready. My model's a little bit different than what um, Josh's uh, program teaches, obviously, and I will go into it a little bit, but I didn't need that at that point. I had my model, I had, I had already things built. I just didn't realize that I needed to really pick my niche, double down on it, become the authority, and then just boom, 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 net, don't focus on anything else but that because neckies and this and that, all this crazy stuff I was doing was taking away from my core competency. Just focus, focus, focus. Um, so in that year, what I decided was, I had realized that I had this enormous book of buyers, of clients who bought buy leads for me, and I have, all of these people that I, that I know from just SEO and from the community that are always asking me to, uh, to help them. And I figured, why don't I do an affiliate program? Because I had a loose-based affiliate program with a couple partners. And that's when I redid my entire website. I created, instead of writing a book uh, for my authority, I created a program that I sold and that really helped. And I want to write the book. Um, so that's the next thing to do in terms of creating that brand and creating that well-rounded authority. Uh, I started private Facebook groups. Um, and I just changed my model. And I went from having like four or five loose affiliates to, I think right now we have 350 and growing affiliates uh, that are registered with LeadSmart. And what these affiliates are, kind of what my model is, um, is I have all these buyers. And the buyers range from direct contractors. Um, and it's all in the home improvement space and some medicals like dentists. But we have all these contractors and businesses that buy leads from us. It range from the direct contractor to other marketing companies to large marketing companies like Angie's List or Yellow Pages. Um, and what I found is that our monetization methods for, let's say, um, someone who's just doing affiliate marketing and they want to build websites and push phone calls, they send calls to LeadSmart. We have what's called like a pain tree. We'll figure out the best place to sell that lead to programmably. And that happens in an instant. It sells off to whatever client or buyer or contractor. And then the, um, the affiliate makes the lion's share of the, of the revenue. And we take the difference for facilitating the whole transaction. So uh, we have a nice dashboard. We have everything. And it's just skyrocketed. Now, had COVID not hit, 
we were on pace. We probably would be, we'd probably be doing, and I hate to say probably would have, should have, we'd probably be doing north of $200,000, $225,000 a month. Um, and with, even with COVID, we're roaring so hard. We're, we're, we crested over 150 in May. Uh, June is off to a crazy start. I mean, maybe we can push that 175. It's just, we're back in it and there's no slowdown. With my model, the way I have it, I, I have so much more to get. Um, and I just, you know, couldn't be happier. And, and when me and Josh talked a couple weeks ago, going over this, it really was that, in your word, you used that pivot moment in my career, in my life. And uh, I got goosebumps talking about it, you know, would it have happened without it? I don't know, but it happened, and uh, I got I got to give a lot of credit to you and your agency. That's awesome, man! C congratulations. One thing you said that I really like is this whole concept of the ups and the downs. Right? It might be hard to see, but everybody thinks success goes in a linear way. The reality is, it never does. Right? It goes up and then it drops, and then it comes up and it drops. I think successful people's ability to deal with those drops and adjust and get focused on where they want to go again is really the determinant of success or failure. And it sounds like that's been, that's been big for you in your life and in your business. Yeah, I think it took me, it took me some learning, understanding. I mean, I knew it was happening when it was happening and I recognized the pattern all the time. When my business is cresting, let's say right now, really, I, I'm preparing myself. What if I lose this? What if I lose this? And I have to set myself up so high, at least in my mind, that I can absorb losses. I can absorb big losses. I, I had a loss, uh, not to get into the weeds about it, but I had to stop using a certain form of marketing for one of my major clients. And it cost me $20,000 a month in revenue. And I had to just turn it off like that. But I didn't even notice it in May. This happened May, May 10th or 11th. I had to shut it off. And, I, and if I look at my month to month, it was a you can't even see it. But I, again, yeah, again, I'm preparing myself for the big falls because I've been there before. And that's the biggest thing when people start making money. And I've had partners before previous to my second group of partners that I originally started lead smart with that the success ruined them because when it went away, they weren't, they thought it was going to last forever, but nothing good time. When they say good times or when they say this too shall pass in terms of bad times, that is so applicable to good times as well. And you have to live with that mentality. Mm, just keep, keep even keel. I think the other, like there was a thought that came to me once because a lot of times when you think about that up and down roller coaster of running an agency or running a business in general, you think, well, when it's up, I'm happy and I'm excited. Life is grand. When it's down, I'm stressed out. The world is coming to an end. I think, you know, your ability to remain even keel, even when it feels like the, you know, everything's burning down to remain even keel and focus on where you're going, focus on the outcome really will dictate how smoothly you, you move through those crests and really how much you enjoy the journey. Totally. So like you, you can only control what you can control and that's really what you got to focus on. And, and you know, you, it's amazing when you look, when, you, when you've been down enough times, you've come back, it really helps build that faith in it. You know, you've got the tools. It's like boxing or, right? you know, like you can come back from this, you can get up, you can keep fighting, but you're going to get hit. If you're going to put yourself in the ring, you're going to get hit. That's the cost of success. You know, it's going to be failure. It's built within it. No doubt. That's, that's great. I think it's great at this moment in time because some of us have taken some really hard punches with COVID-19 and maybe what happened prior to COVID-19, but you always have the opportunity to pivot, focus on where you're going to go and restructure. So I think that's a great transition. So just talk to me a little bit about the, like the business model. You said your niche is, um, it's different, but it's, it's kind of these, um, the people that generate the leads 
and kind of plugging it into your vast network of, um, of lead buyers. Kind of talk to me about the revenue model and kind of how that works in your, in your business. For sure. So we spent that first, you know, eight years building out those buyers. And that was really, we had, we had SEO, everyone just cranking out websites, like head report process. And we're just hitting different niche, different niche. And then, you know, we're finding gutter buyers. We're, and we're looking for franchises. Like it's easier for us, like a precision garage door or service master, where if we can get in with a franchise, they've got multiple locations. And our model is paper pay, you know, they're paying per call, paying per lead. So it's a little different. You've got to be really solid on your lead generation to go that model. If you're not, if you don't have the ability to generate leads, it's really difficult and you can end up just spinning your wheels because people will sign up with you all day long. If you're like, Hey, very small sign up fee and you're only going to pay when you get calls, where do I sign? But then you're left now with the, you know, you have to fulfill. So the model is we, we try to find buyers that have large reach. Uh, we will take a buyer if there's an individual city like Chicago, but we, they have, we have certain criteria. They have to have call centers. They can't be what we call one guy in a truck. Respect, love those types of guys, but they're difficult in terms of my model. Um, and I think a lot of models, it's going to be difficult if they're not a little more established. And companies that are a little more established understand marketing. So they've, they've spent thousands, millions of dollars on marketing some of these companies. So they understand. They know, they know what they're getting. Um, so we've, by, with the previous life of the business, we had built out this really robust buyers network, which really, at this point, we don't even need any more buyers. Um, now what the model is, is trying to fulfill as many calls as possible. So we've got, a, the way it works is I have a very lean team. Uh, anything that I can automate or program, I do. And I don't know where that lies with people's like political beliefs or whatever, but I am all for uh, automating as much possible. If a computer program can do it, then let the computer program do it so the human being can focus on a higher level of things. No um, so yeah, so so much of my business has become automated, but uh, my wife helps me part-time with intake of affiliates, which is really nice. So she helps screen them. We have certain standards. Uh, it's There's some risk dealing with affiliates because they can do illegal things like illegal telemarketing and spam emails. And, and I have had to deal with lawsuits. And that's, again, downs that I've had that have only strengthened me. Um, I have a another longtime employee, Kaylin uh, Torres, who right now is working from home. Uh, but she, she does whatever I ask for her. Her job changes every three months. <laughs> so <laughs> she needs to be very nimble. Um, I've got a really great long-time employee, Visionor, who I hired off Upwork uh, maybe a few years ago. And he's awesome. His, game, his job will change. Uh, then I have uh, a few other odds. I have a lot of programmers that, that, that I use a lot. But they do, they're, I'm hiring them only when needed. Uh, like Project-based project -based programmers. Exactly. I actually had a new buyer that's coming on and we needed to coordinate how they're going to accept the leads and work with their system. So they're yeah, exactly project based. Uh, and then I have this, this uh, group called uh, DigiSource, Digi Digi, no, sorry, DigiTech Outsourcing based out of India. So this, this is a little bit different. So I, I, equate, um, I equate hiring outsourcers very similar to like the construction world where Let's say you're remodeling your house. You can hire a general contractor who's going to hire out all the subcontractors, the plumber, the roofer, et cetera, and you just pay him. Or you can try to project manage yourself be your own GC and hire a bunch of subs. So with Mijanor and Abdur and my other, other guys who are my subcontractors, I'm managing directly. Mm -hmm. uh, but Moonis, I have all these things that need to happen that couldn't be automated. So Moonis is a 
outsourcing GC. He has a whole team of, of what you call subcontract outsourcers that work under Digitech. And I have one point of contact. It used to be just Moonis, but his company's grown with this model. And so now I have one, Benish, who is my one point of contact for everything that I do. And then they disseminate that to all their people. Um, and it's phenomenal. I mean, I, the, it, and it results may vary. I'm very specific and I know exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to, and if it doesn't require like phone work or any interaction, um, then I'm able to really get a huge value. If you don't, if you just think an outsourcer is gonna do something for you, you're gonna lose. So you, in any outsourcing idea, you gotta be clear. Here's what I need done. Here's the actual outcome I'm looking to get. If you don't have that, you just expect someone to step in and do a job. Um, it's never gonna work out right. Never, never, gonna, never gonna work out right. Um, I got kids right in the back. I forgot to close the door. Let me close this. Take your time. Who else has kids running in the back right now? All of us, right? <laughs> oh. Did we lose me? I lost your camera screen for a minute. I still hear you though. Okay. There you are. All right, right back on track. All right, well, awesome. sorry about that. You use Digitech that basically is your, kind of your GC that you can say, hey, look, this is what I need done. And then they handle the team of people that do the work. Yeah, absolutely. Because what's, what's hard to find is this. It's hard to find good outsourcers. Uh, and the few guys that I have left, I've gone through, I mean, you know, probably 30 of these guys and girls. Uh, so it's nice with Digitech. They know my standards. They don't want to need. There's turnover that's happening constantly, but they retrain their employees. And, the, and I never know. I have my one point of contact and that's it. And then we have our KPIs and metrics that are, you know, showing me they're doing their job and I'm e I can easily be uh, acknowledged. You know, it's easy to find if anything's wrong and I can tell them they take care of it. Very cool. So, so it sounds like your customer now is the affiliate. You're out going, going out to find people that are doing SEO and generating leads and they need a place to monetize the leads. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We're, 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 our main target are SEO experts uh, that haven't, that are still chasing down clients that might not have a good sales process. And it's just like, Hey, you built all these sites, let us take them. You can always go try to find, you know, if they want to, pull the, us from it and put on a direct client, albeit, but at least they can monetize their websites as they build out so we can be a good, uh, you know, backdrop for them. Excellent. And then like, how does that work? Can you walk me through kind of like how you find those guys, how you monitor, how you pay those guys? Can you talk about that at all? Sure. So, so luckily I've got a lot of people who do, who refer other SEO guys who say lead smart, FOMO. I, I get my best people through referrals without a doubt. Um, I, I also advertise on like websites called Offer Vault, which is uh, which is like one of the only places where you can find all of the affiliate offers and paper call offers and all the networks on there. So that's been really good. Um, and you know, just our website places really high. I've done a couple of YouTube videos, which I wasn't doing before uh, seven seven figure agency. You know, I just wasn't doing. It. I was like, oh, I need this checklist, checklist. You know, punching that all out. So it, it's just an organic. There's some paid and some organic, and uh, it's a never ending flow. I think we get you know anywhere from five, yeah, say anywhere from three to 10 applications a day. And we're getting much more, uh, scrutin we're scrutinizing them much more now after having some lawsuits because of, you know, not scrutinizing as well. Right. Cause they, who knows, wild, wild west, they're going to generate leads however they generated and can get you in trouble and, yeah. and fire of that lead potentially. Yeah, exactly. And then I can, you know, I, I have to take the, it all falls on me cause I can't allow my client to take it. 
it's very difficult, even with a really good contract with Molly Affiliates, it's very difficult to sue somebody. I, I cut them off, whatever, you know, they, we have stipulations if they do something, but at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for your business, um, you know, and, I, and I've had, but that's really strengthened me. These, these couple down, you know, hits down, you know, I've learned my lesson, we've tightened the process, and we're only looking for really high quality, you know, affiliates to join. Nice. So what's, what's, a, what's an average dollar per lead for, for an affiliate? Depends sure. on the vertical probably, but. Yeah. So the, the way it works in the paper call world is they have things called offers and most offers are duration based. So um, let's have just a normal, the ring partner. That's a big, most newbies start with a, a company called ring partner. Uh, they accept anyone. They have a bunch of offers. They, the offers don't perform that well, but this is the, the basic way it works is there's offers. So let's say the offer is ADT home security and they pay you $50 a call, but the call has to be, uh, they have to press one and then press five and then be on for like 240 seconds or whatever the case is. They need $50. Um, so they're high price and a lot of affiliates chase it. What ends up happening is they end up sending what I look as the earnings per hundred calls is really big for me. Uh, how, it doesn't matter how much you earned in two calls. How much are you earning over a hundred calls? And the difference between LeadSmart and other paper call affiliates is that we do a rev share base and we try, we will sell the lead for anything. If we can't sell it, if, if let's say our top tier buyers that we're maybe selling it for uh, 25, 30 bucks, uh, cause we're, we're still wholesaling. We have to leave enough margin sometimes. And we have a lot of other businesses like LeadSmart who buy business or who buy leads from us and then sell them to their clients. So we're, we, we are wholesalers. So we're not getting $75 a lead, like what home advisor charges or whatever. Uh, so let's say we're selling a lead for, for 25 or 30 bucks. We start most of our affiliates off at 60% and we'll move them all the way up to 80%. Um, so that most affiliates, it, and it, it's, it's a, it's a good question. Most affiliates come in to it thinking I want the highest dollar. It's like, no, you want, you want what can get you from an SEO standpoint, the highest volume and the most conversions. So for example, I have an affiliate, he's doing over $10,000 a month just from dumpster rental. He owns a dumpster rental nationwide dumpster rental site. It gets, you know, tons of calls. Dumpster rentals are one of our least paying, um, uh, payouts. Uh, but he is killing, he's probably getting, you know, three to five bucks a call, but he's getting, you know, 3000 calls, 2,500 calls a month, all from one website. And all, all that's, it's all, he, he built this website years ago and it's just paying this guy a phenomenal income. It's not that easy though. I don't want to make it sound like you can just go throw a nationwide website. It, it, you gotta be, you gotta, it's not going to happen overnight. You gotta really put a lot of time in it. And even, even with that said, it's very, very difficult. I wouldn't advise anyone to do it unless they had other, a real day job because it also could be taken away at any moment. If Google makes another update, which they just did, luckily most of my affiliates were fine, but I've had some affiliates that crash. It's like disappears off the search results and now that $10,000 a month is, is gone. gone. And you have nothing you can do about it. And it, it's a punch in the gut. So, so that's the model. Um, we do have some affiliates that do Facebook uh, marketing. Okay. And I also, you know, using the lead ads, as me and Josh talked about, it's a really good thing to do. If you're looking to generate leads, uh, the lead ads are awesome. Uh, and the in-house, so what I do in-house for leads, we still have uh, um, some of my employees were building uh, SEO websites. So we still build websites as much as we can. Uh, we do Facebook um, ad marketing. Um, and then we're doing, uh, we, do, we hit the other sites too, like Letgo and some other. Uh, we used to do Craigslist heavy, but uh, that ended. Um, so 
Yeah, so our main thing right now is just finding uh, SEO experts. What I do a lot proactively, which is work, I go searching for different keywords and I look to see who's got what. And then I try, I, I find sites that are not monetized. It's like, you've got this great site. Why don't you put a number on there? And it's, it's, that's been another real good, like kind of pulled outreach to, to sites that I see are placing and not monetized properly. So your ideal person is someone that maybe has great SEO skills or great paid search skills. Um, maybe someone that has old websites that they put up, you know, thinking it would turn into a lead generation machine and just kind of let it sit out there and aren't really monetizing it uh, and helping them figure, okay, well, let's take the leads that that site generates and, and pump some revenue from it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have another example. I had, a, um, I had a guy come and he has a septic tank website and uh, he couldn't find a, he couldn't find a buyer. I don't know if he had a buyer and then he lost the buyer. He's got this site. It's getting all this traffic. What can I do with it? Well, give it to me. You know, we'll monetize it. And it's been, a, it hasn't been a huge amount of money for him, but it's just been a really great way to monetize the site. It just put a number on there and collect the check every month. So theoretically, you could set up these sites, get them ranked, get them generating leads, make a little revenue selling the lead through a service like yours, Lead Smart. And then eventually, if you wanted to start reaching out to, to direct customers and like lease the website to them and or say, hey, if you hire my agency services, I've got this lead generation coming in and I'll do X, Y, Z, set up your website, do your SEO, do your pay-per-click. Lots of ways you could take that asset and leverage it, you know, outside of just paying per lead if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's even how in-house, how I do it, is that we build a ton of sites and uh, there'll be winners. You know, if we build, you know, in a course of a few months, we built dozens of sites, a bunch of losers, maybe some middle performing, but there might be a real big winner. Then I'll look at my buyer list in terms of, okay, I'm not monetizing this as, as well as I should. So let's go out and find like gutters. We got a, a really big influx of gutter calls. So um, I, you know, I do like, I, I loved your post the other day. How many sales and marketing people did your uh, foreign $450,000 or $4.5 million business to one, which is insane. Uh, so that's the same with me. So if I need a client, I'll, because I have the calls, then I'll go and find it. Got it. Very, very, very cool. So if someone wanted to learn about specifically about this piece of what you do and how they could become one of your affiliates, what would be the best place for them to plug in? Just go to leadsmartinc.com, L-E-A-D, smart, I-N-C.com. And then there'll be an affiliate tab once you register, it's going to open up another page and it breaks, breaks all the different programs down, payout expectations, uh, how it works. It's cool. So we assign every affiliate that we approve a dashboard and a tracking phone number or as many tracking phone numbers as they need. Um, and then they get, they get real-time notifications for every call with the recording so they can hear what's going on. And then we, we do our reporting one day in arrear. So at 8 a.m. for the previous day, all of their calls and their dashboard will update with their revenue, what they sold for. And then we pay most of our affiliates, affiliates once a month. Um, it's some affiliates we pay weekly uh, if they're doing like paid ads and they just need to turn over that money quicker. So we're super flexible. Excellent. So, I mean, definitely if you've got, if you've got website assets out there that you're not really monetizing or maybe you're not getting a maximum uh, cost per lead, definitely worth checking out the lead smart and seeing whether that's a network to plug into. Uh, and or if you've got great SEO skills, but you just, let's say you haven't been able to go out and land clients, and you feel like, hey, look, why don't I set up a bunch of websites, get them ranked, and know that I've got this thing I can plug it into to generate leads? That might be a great, uh, a great fit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and what I do too is, if I affiliate comes in, um, like water damage, I'll give you an example. If I know the affiliate can go to another network and make way more money, I always tell them. 
because that's going to happen anyways. I know they're, if they, if it's out there and they're another, you know, company that's advertising, right, they're going to find, and I, it, it, it looks better. I think just in doing business, I, I'd rather for like 33 mile radius, they, they pay like a hundred dollars a call. It's amazing for water damage. We're nowhere near that. So I just move them on and you know, you're like, you just like, just go there. Don't bother with me. Yeah. It's just, it's just better for everyone. So if people do reach out to lead smart and they, they tell me what niche they've got calls for, if for some reason we can't accommodate it, I'm really plugged into the community and I'll, I'll tell you which company to go to. Very cool. So what, what, what verticals are you in and what verticals have you found to be most profitable? It's just something I get all the time. You know, if it's, if it's profitable from a lead gen perspective, it's probably profitable as a, as a niche to target. Can you speak to the niches that you're seeing the most success in? Yeah. So the key word is emergency based. Um, that's whatever you're picking should have something that, that doesn't depend on the economy or anything that's going on, even you know, COVID or whatever. The first uh, week of COVID, my bathroom backed up and the house started to smell and I didn't care what was going on. We're calling a freaking plumber. It doesn't matter. And uh, the same thing with, you know, heating and cooling, you know, when it's a hundred degrees and Florida down there, your AC breaks, you have to call. You're, you beg, borrow, steal, whatever you got to do to get money, you're going to pay to get it repaired. It's miserable without it. It's a life threatening. Same thing up here in Chicago. In the middle of the winter, it's negative. We've got a polar vortex and it's negative 15 wind chill and your furnace goes out. This is life or death situation. Uh, and not trying to pray off that, but that's the mentality that you got to do when you pick a niche. So uh, dentist is awesome. People always need a dentist. Um, HVAC, electric, electrician, plumber, roofing, um, what are some other ones? Water damage. Um, you know, so those are, those are really good. And not to say that landscaping isn't awesome, uh, and painting and remodeling and all those other core trades that aren't going anywhere, but those are the first things that, you know, and it's kind of weird. I can't use COVID as a great example because home improvement as general didn't really miss much. I mean, people still got remodeling done. And as Josh knows that plumbing and HVAC was, you couldn't even tell that anything happened. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just the nature of it because people aren't doing plumbing and HVAC for fun. They're doing it when they need it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the key. So, but, and what I really do is this. So what, what's key for SEO, try to place for plumber city name. It's going to take you a long time and a lot of resources, but now try to place for, um, let's say tankless water heater zip code. That's going to be something you can place for. Or what are some niches within niches? Electrical generator, backup electrical generator installation. That's a, that's a great one. Um, let's see what some other ones. Just, just uh, you know, like gutter, gutter cleaning. Um, you can also think about this, and, and this isn't to down any profession, but think about, think about the trades. They're not, some trades, plumbing and HVAC, different. These guys are sophisticated. They're spending big bucks. They're, they know the game. Gutters, paving, driveway ceiling. Um, even landscapers, they're not a sophisticated group of business owners. Doesn't mean that they're not awesome entrepreneurs, make tons of money, whatever, but their SEO is lacking and you can really, you can really bully it and take, take those spaces over. Um, so that's, that's my general overall thought on niches. Good, 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 great feedback. Being that you've got a great background in SEO, I think one of the things we talked about that I thought was interesting, you know, our model is very much get the client, get them to pay you a monthly fee, a thousand to 2,500 bucks a month and just maximize their lead flow, whether it's through their website, SEO, pay-per-click, local service ads, actually buying some of the lead services like uh, Google local services, maybe, maybe even um, home advisor or some of those. And then 
you know, the other aspect is helping them track it and nurture the leads to generate as many leads as possible. Uh, but what often happens is a lot, there's a gestation period for a lot of this stuff, right? We're going to build up a new website. We're going to get it ranked. And we're going to try and generate results for you, but it might take two, three, six months before it's really firing on all cylinders. You had some cool ideas we were talking last time about like quick wins that you could do for the client just to show some activity. So they get some calls so they get some leads. So they get some streaks on the board. I found if you can get the client a result in the first two to three weeks, they're twice as likely to stick around with you for three months. And it really sets the pace for the relationship. So let's talk a little bit about some of those quick win ideas that we were talking about the other day. Let me show you, not to be cheesy, a 20 bucks. This right here, used properly with any major service in any major metro, top 100 metros, this right here will guarantee you within the first 24 to, 24 to 36 hours phone calls be using Craigslist, okay? Mm -hmm. So Craigslist are five bucks an ad. For years, Craigslist had this um, a bad connotation to it, um, and it was actually free to post in the service skilled service section. So all of these affiliate marketers from all over the world were just pounding it, and even the contractors were just pounding, pounding, pounding. Um, back in 2000, late 2017 or 18, Craigslist said it's all paid, five bucks an ad. It wiped out all those affiliate marketers um, because they require you to have a United States credit card, et cetera. So right now it's wide, and it's even more wide open now because there was just another recent sweep that I was part of, which ended a lot of the affiliate marketing. But what you can do is, is right now, let's say you have a plumber, a painter, uh, any of the major trades, putting an ad on Craigslist, and not just one is five bucks last 30 days. Spend 20 bucks. Post one ad a day for four days. I promise you, you will get phone calls for your clients. So one of the things that, that I would do is when you sign up your clients, include in the verbiage of your contract, and as you tell the, the, your client, we're going to market you using SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook, various classified websites. You don't have to mention Craigslist, um, but just say that what you're going to do so they're not surprised they're getting a call. Well, where's this call coming from Craigslist? And then they also don't want to think that, oh, I can just go do this myself. Like, just listen, you just got a call within 48 hours of me signing up. This is just the start, you know, and that really, they're not going to leave you just to go post ads. And they can, I to say, have I had a client find out that the, all the first ads were coming from Craigslist and leave me? And go right to Craigslist. Sure, it's happened, but it is like Josh saying, quick wins. It happens so quickly that you can get traction from it. Um, what I would suggest is put a tracking phone number on it so you can you can separate that from the other marketing, and you can also make sure the client knows that that call is you know being procured by your advertising services. So that's the that's the first spot, Craigslist. Next right. place is you're going to go is to let go. Let go is awesome as well. You'll with let go instead of phone calls. You'll get a lot of people who will reply. Uh, Leco is very similar to um, like OfferUp. It's just a new version of Craigslist, you know, the, the 2020 version of Craigslist. Um, most people will reply to you asking you for a quote. So you, then you would have to reply back, please call this number, et cetera. It's not like a thumbtack style, like lead generated site. Yes, but it's free, which is awesome. You can boost your posts, but it's free. Um, the next place you want to try to post on is Facebook Marketplace. Now, it's tough to get around. You. It, they say on their Facebook marketplace that you, and this is free as well. Uh, they say that you can't post services, but go onto your Facebook marketplace, put in your city, search for plumbers, search for electricians, search for an HVAC. You'll see 
guys and girls have figured out how to get their ads on. Success leaves clues. Another one mentor told me, success always leaves clues. So you can get your ads on Facebook Marketplace for services. Just figure out what the other people are doing. Normally what I do is let's say I'm in Miami. I've got a plumber in Miami. Let's see what guys in Chicago and Boston are doing. And then I'm going to take pretty much that same ad, modify it for myself and post it in Miami. The reason I'm going to do that because I know Facebook has already accepted that. Um, the worst thing that can happen to you if Facebook says, oh, you should be posting it, they just send you a message and say, oh, sorry, we took down your ad. They're not going to delete your account. You're not risking anything. Um, so that, that is another great, great place. There again, you've got to be prepared to interact. Let go and Facebook Marketplace will get you a lot of people to respond. Like, oh, I'd like to get a quote or can I get more information? And you have to determine, do you just want to give them the phone number, um, which works, but what's better, which we found, uh, were tens of tens of thousands of leads, is that we just ask them, if, if you can get your zip code and your phone number and we'll have the contractor give you a call. And then we have a lead flow that just- The next two to three steps before you flip it over the fence. Yeah, because what you'll find is, let's say you get a, you know, 10 of these leads, 10 people respond, and you respond all to them with a phone number. Maybe two of them will call. And I'm just using rough numbers here. Maybe two of them will actually call out of those 10. But if all 10, you respond back, is, hey, can I just get your phone, your zip code, make sure you're in our service area, and your phone number, and I'll have so-and-so call you back. You'll probably get more, I'm just guessing, five to six people that will say, okay, here's my name, here's, or you already have their name, it's Facebook, but here's my number, here's my zip code. Now you've captured it. And now you can go ahead and deliver that lead. And whether they get a hold of that lead or not, I mean, you have to figure out what your, your deal is with them. But I, they're going to love, if you do those three things, Craigslist, let go, Facebook Marketplace, right out of the gate, it's going to cost you $20 and maybe an hour's worth of work. That will guarantee leads. The only way that you wouldn't get leads is that, let's say you're doing like, um, you know, you're a shoe repair store in middle of Iowa. Some random, yeah, random service in a random small town. Yeah, exactly. Major, and when I say major city, really clean up in like, I'm in Chicago, where, where the sweet spot is are the suburbs, because this Lake County alone, Maple Hill, Plainfield. Exactly, exactly. And then the zip codes, because think about how, even if you don't search with zip codes, millions of millions of people search with zip codes every day. And it's way easier to from a long tail keyword standpoint, always include that zip code, you know, zip code, Keyword is really much easier to place than city name keyword. City names probably get you more traffic, but the low hanging fruit, that's what you should really make sure you're grabbing. Makes sense. Makes sense. Any other tactics that you found to work well to get a site ranked quicker or to generate some quick wins for clients? Yeah, you know, that right off the bat really works well. Um, I'm trying to think also is Facebook group posting. So this is a little bit different. What you're going to do is you're going to join all the local groups, so let's use Chicago as an example, or Lake County, you gotta kinda know your market, and you, what you're gonna do is this. Let's say the client sends you back, they have 60 cities in their list. You're gonna go on your Facebook, um, and you're, gonna, you're going to look for, you're gonna type in city name, buy, sell, trade, or city name, garage sale group, and you're gonna join every group that you can, and then what you're gonna do is, you, you, similar that you're posting on Craigslist and Let Go, you can do about 60 a day before uh, Facebook will say, well, you're going too fast. They, they detect it as a kind of a spam, but uh, you hit those groups hard and that's another free place that you can advertise. Um, uh, again, you want to be in a more denser metro area, trying to do this in a small one single city area. Maybe like I'll use Tucson, for example. Tucson really doesn't have, in my understanding, doesn't have much of a suburb. It's just kind of out there in the desert. South of Tucson, right. That's all you've got, right. 
it's all two sides, but it depends how many groups there are there. I can't imagine there being more than maybe 10 or 15 buy sell trade groups, but then take Lake County, Illinois, there's probably 500 of them. So that, that's another really good place. Uh, I found the leads are really high quality uh, using this method. Same thing with marketplace are pretty high quality. Um, and the other thing is called mass page builder. So this is, these are types of softwares that build a city that build, they take a boilerplate, uh, like a boilerplate template and they utilize that to build all other pages for, um, for that market. So let's say again, use that 60 cities or hundred cities. Um, and there's a couple of them. There's uh, Serp Farm is my favorite one. And that's S-E-R-P, SERP, that search engine results page, and it's farm, SERP, and it's SERP.farm. Um, I actually have a tool that I built as well, but I, I kind of like SERP farm even better. Uh, my tool is City Page Pro, uh, but I, if you were to ask me which one, I like SERP farm a little bit better than City Page Pro for a couple of reasons. Eventually, I'll, I'll modify my, my software to do that. Um, so that, that's a good thing. There, there's a couple other ones out there, but if you just Google mass page builders, see what's out there. You don't have to, you can also, this is where you can make a nationwide site if you want. Um, but it, I think it works really well on utilizing, um, like how, how, and these are quick wins. This is more of a two to three month process. Long-term long plan, right. Kind of a strategy I would deploy would be make a really nice website for them. That's their home base. Mm -hmm. Then you make, so let's say it's, let's say plumbing, for example. Then you make these kind of satellite lead generation sites and you don't use their business name and you don't use the phone number. You don't want to mess with the NAP in terms of like your citations and all that. Um, and then you start making these niche websites where there's a page made for every city and then you start hitting that tankless water city name or zip code and broken pipe repair, clogged drain repair, a toilet website. Um, you can, a really well-rounded campaign might have a main site for the company and then maybe you know four or five six of these little lead generation websites that are really targeting yeah like micro sites pretty much just really targeting those long tail keywords specific to the niche like do you find do you find those long those micro sites still rank because i know for a long time they did and we all felt like oh that's going to disappear they're not going to rank anymore i still see a lot of those sites out there ranking for random key terms like how did, how did this come up yeah, it's it's bad. You know, I think Google they they had this they they had this whole spam division and it's in hybrid ed India and they they were hard 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 and then they kind of left. Now they're on to, now they're really up to GMBs, Google My Business listings. I think they're scrutinizing that way more than the local SEO. But the key thing is this: doesn't matter if you know SEO or not. How you learn SEO is simply this: put in a keyword that you want to place for, analyze those top ten results, see what they're doing. Now, if you see it's Yelp. Home Advisor, when these big, big brands, skip yeah. those. Yeah, skip those. Look to see what the small guys did to get there. You can use tools like majesticseo.org, and that you can pop that in there. They'll give you two free uses every day, and it will give you a, a, a score on that website to kind of tell you how powerful you need to be. Um, so that's real, key. real SEO research, seeing what's placing. And you'll see some things are really soft, like elect, do electrical Back, or backup electrical generator installation city name. Don't do Chicago. Do like a smaller city or, you know, like, uh, you know, Fort Myers or even smaller than that. Uh, and see what's placing. You'll, you'll see, oh, wow, there's nothing placing. You'll, you'll know when there's nothing placing. You just have a page. Just create a page with the title tag and the content and you're off to the races. It's back to like, you know, the, two, the early 2000s again where you just need to have the keyword. So, so that's huge. And I think there's you know, literally hundreds of millions of keywords that are soft and are out there in the, in the service section.
Good stuff. Hey, uh, post useful thanks, something like that in comments. If that was helpful, we shared a lot of really cool, quick wins, some really nice tools like Majestic SEO and the Masquerade page creator. Um, really, really appreciate it. So, so you, you kind of, now you've got this great business going, you're back at 150,000 in a month of recurring, probably more like 200 once COVID has passed us. If you could kind of go back to when you started, back to the beginning, how did you land your first handful of clients? You know, for those that are kind of in that place in their business, what was the approach to land your first, let's just call it five clients? For sure. So back then a little bit different, uh, just, just cold calling and just, you know, hit him with the, you know, we need, we just hit this cold call and trying to get past the gatekeeper, get into the person, make the appointment. And, and that's how we did it. it was, you know, uh, just normal hard sales. Now what we do, and I posted in, in the private group, uh, I love contact form marketing. So most websites have a contact us form on it. And basically, if you look at the open rates for messages that come in through your contact form versus a cold email, I mean, it's substantially different. Maybe would you say what 5% open on a cold email? Would that be a successful, right? Yeah. But if you're lucky, yeah. You're lucky 5%. The open rate on these uh, are like over 90%. And if you think about it, if a contact us comes through your website, the chances of you opening are really high because that's a great place for business owners, to, you know, that they're going to get new, new clients. So utilizing that is a great place to get your message. Um, and I use a tool called GSA contact form. It's a hundred bucks, one-time fee. It's a desktop thing. And you can just send thousands and thousands of messages a day. Um, you can also create uh, like your own list. Let's say you had a list of targets because like the second seven figure agency has criteria of what type of clients you should go bring after. You should just blast them off to everybody. And I agree with that. So you can create your own list uh, and whether you use this tool or not, it doesn't matter. It's the principle applies. You can create your list and hire a VA to submit all that. If you're just starting up, don't buy anything, don't do anything, put your own sweat equity into it. Come up with a list and start hitting them up. What, what, I, what I find, and to take that one step further, if we're staying in the home service area, go to Home Advisor and see who have who are the big players for each one of the, like let's say you're going after electricians, go and you want an electrician in Denver, do electrician, Denver, Home Advisor. They'll show you all of their biggest players, all, and those guys are spending giant money. So those, those are the ones you want to talk to. So you can maybe create your custom list off that, find their website, send them a, a message, and that, that's, a, that's probably the number one way that I would recommend. That's a great point. You, what you're looking for is propensity to spend, right? And if they're, they're spending, if they're one of the top people on Home Advisor, they spent a lot of money to get those leads, right? So you're looking for propensity to spend, and then you can get their attention saying, look, I've got a better way. If you're spending, you know, $35 a lead over here and every one of those leads is getting sent out to six other guys. What if I could get you direct leads for the same or less, you know, you, would you like me to help you with that? You know what I mean? So I think that's a smart, it's a smart play. And um, you and me both, how do we get our first five clients, right? We didn't have inbound funnels. We didn't have Facebook ads pumping us full. We picked up the phone. We called prospects. We got their attention. And we, we ask for the business. So, you know, a lot, of, I mean, there's, there's easier ways, but the fact is when you're starting out, you got to do whatever it takes to, to get prospects attention and get the business. So don't feel like you're going to usually start with a magic pill. You've got to build up, um, you know, to that level over time. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, and with that said too, is I don't think you want to go much more past probably five clients at first. You got to get your, you got to get your stride in because it's, you might be a great salesperson. You might be able to get these contracts left and right, but if you can't fulfill 
and you don't have the fulfillment process down, you're going to get squashed. So really take those first five, like so important. So you're creating and be extra, extra, you know, uh, you know, a type about it, you know, just do everything by the book because when you get to 25 clients, it's a whole different ball game and it can swallow you up if you're not prepared. If you haven't prepared in that first five, you get to 25, the whole thing might fall apart. So make sure you crush it for the five you've got because they will become your proof that you know what you're doing, right? Your case studies, your word of mouth and build the systems around it. Like what works, who's going to do what, what are the steps? I think that's a great, a great insight. You can't just, just focus on sales and let all of the, the delivery fall to the wayside. Yeah, totally agree. Awesome. So we're coming down. You've got a meeting that's coming up. If you have questions for Matt, post them in comments. We'll do our best to address them. Um, I know that almost all successful people have done a lot of training and development to get where they are, right? Reading books, training courses. What are like, what are some of the books and training resources that have had the biggest impact on you? Well, one I won't mention because of political reasons. <laughs> Think big and kick ass way before he was a politician. I was okay, man, that, that was it. So I'll say that before, uh, another one, Think and Grow Rich. Um, Really, really what has, uh, I love the David Goggins. That really has, you know, helped me deal with, want to deal with more. The, the uh, um, I forget the name, but we all know that book. Um, you know, I'm big into bi biographies of successful people. So I'm always looking for learning the story of, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase and Vanderbilt and all those. I love hearing these, you know, these stories and, and reading those biographies. Um, so that, that's it. And, you know, I really, I really follow, I follow Neil Patel. I try to follow people in SEO. Um, and I try to learn from everybody. That's really my big thing is I, wherever I'm at and you're maybe here or wherever we're talking financially, like I want, you know, stuff I don't know that I want to know, you know, and I try to learn from everyone in every, you know, in any level. That's great. Good, like good resources there. I think those are all great resources to tap into. Final, final question as we wrap up, what would you say? to that agency owner, what additional nugget of wisdom would you share for that agency owner that's kind of where they're at, they're looking to get to the next level? So, it's a great question. So I remember uh, in the very beginning, 2009, the first few years were, were rough. You know, I had transitioned out of this really awesome real estate uh, career that I had. And um, it, it, I had transitioned and I was not making the money I was. And I remember saying to my partner at the time that if we can just make $10,000 a month from the internet each walk away, I'd be so happy. That's all I need in life. I would be so, if I didn't have to go to get a corporate job and I didn't have to answer to anybody, it's $10,000 a month. So I think about that all the time. I think about what I originally set out to do and where, where I'm at. Um, so here's the thing is if you're going to do this, decide what you're going to do, be, take your time to make a decision choose your niche, all that. But once you've made that decision, you have to go full board and you, you cannot count the cost. So like, obviously you're going to count the cost and the, you know, the, the financials, but in terms of don't, don't count the cost, figure out what it is that you want, set a really specific goal and then go for it. And whatever happens, it doesn't matter. You're, you're just, I think of myself as like a Terminator, just walking, doesn't, I'm just coming and coming, coming towards my goal. You, you will, you will get there. And it might not be that road that you thought, and you might not actually, you might not even end up where exactly 
want it to go, but you'll get where you need to go, which is, uh, is, which is going to be defined by if you quit or not. So that's, that's my, my main message to the new people. Set the target, decide you're going to do it, and then whatever it takes, do the work and, and make it happen. If you've got to lose an arm on the way, lose it. But you have to decide ahead of time you're willing to go all in. So if you're not willing and you have, you're worried about it, then don't do it. But once you've fully decided to, you know, to die for it, essentially, not, not really, but that's the mentality you have to have. And then you go, and then you'll be able to take so many hits because you've already decided I'm willing to do anything to get it. So when little things happen, it doesn't matter. Love it. hundred percent. There's a quick question in here from Josh Brisbane. He says, if you were starting your agency out from scratch and you were going to do a niche focused agency, what niche would you start with? I really like backup electric generators. Hmm. A lot of people want them. I'm, I'm pro probably down by you, Josh. You probably everyone has, I mean, probably they're a big deal. You, you get power knocked out. I think with where things are going, people are going to start prepping more. Um, sorry. Oh, people are going to start prepping more, like having, being prepared for this crazy new world that we all of a sudden are transit pivoted into. Mm -hmm. So backup electrical generators is an awesome niche. Uh, mini split ductless air is another really good niche. A lot of people are doing these, these mini splits and it's a really soft keyword, but it's a high dollar, you know, it's a, it's a high ticket item. Um, I also like gutters is a great niche. Um, what are some other uh, uh, sprinkler systems is a great niche. Everyone has a lawn sprinkler. Yeah, that's a really another great niche. And then also fire sprinklers inside. So that maybe it could be a lot of times it's similar companies that do it. Sometimes water protection, water protection systems, water protection systems. Uh, and then a niche that's competitive, but it's paying out just absolutely you know, huge money is water damage because it's insurance based. So think about this appliance repair has huge volume, but an average appliance repair tickets a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. And if it's two more than that, they're just going to buy a new appliance. Yeah. So, you really got to balance that something that has high volume and also is high ticket and also is low comp. So that's why I think my number one, if I, if I had a gun in my head, what I had to pick, I think I'm going into business as the backup electrical generator. Um, that, that's my niche. Uh, I think that's what I would go with, but even electricians as a whole, they're, they're not as competitive as HVAC and plumbers. Electricians is kind of like that third little sect of that, but it's so needed, you know, it's intertwined in all construction. Yeah. Great, great feedback. So this was, this was great. Um, DJ is asking, we get a link. Yeah, we'll get a link for you. I read Josh's question wrong. He was actually, if you had one software you could choose to start out, what software would you use? And then we've got to wrap up because you've got to jump on your, your call. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say what software I would use. What, what I would say this, I would, I would really say not a software. Uh, you know, if you're talking about outreach GSA, if you're talking about mass page builders, surf farm or city page pro, um, if you're talking about building websites, Theme Forest and Element, El, using Elementor, Elementor, I would say yeah. that right. That's probably the easiest way to launch sites. Um, and then Craigslist. I couldn't say Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Craigslist number one. It is an unbelievable place, especially right now, to get leads for your clients. And at five bucks a pop, make sure you invest at least twenty bucks so you can see it. Because you might not get a call off your first ad, but if you spend twenty bucks after your fourth ad, you're you're going to start getting some calls. Good stuff. Great, great insights. Congratulations on, on the bounce back, the pivot and the massive success. I'm sure, you're, you know, really it's much even bigger things ahead. So thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing your success and all of these great insights. Uh, if you're watching this, be sure to, you know, like, be sure to thank Matt, send him a personal message. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Lead Smart, definitely check that out. If you've got leads that you want to monetize, um, that's a great channel to plug into.
So that's it for now. Matt, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Pleasure being on. Thanks so much, Josh. Talk to you later.